Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel here with Dad. And I'm Rick. What's up today, Joel? Dad, the you know, I've been hanging out in the church for 45 years now. Wow. And I just, the older I get, maybe I'm just getting cynical, but I am just, I get so, uh, I don't know if the word is irritated, but by big Christian Jesus projects. We're going to evangelize the world through this one program. And I think of a couple things. Uh, one that really stood out to me is, and I don't know, I mean, how, how did I figure this out stuff as a kid? But I, I, I'll never forget, we got this VHS video of yeah. Jesus, the Jesus movie, the yeah. Jesus film in our mailbox. And I remember thinking, wow, somebody sent this to me. And you, you said, you told me that basically this guy had raised all this money to give out VHS videotapes of Jesus. It was gonna change the world, evangelize the world. And I look back at that and I'm like, how many millions of dollars did they spend? Well, I can tell you, because we almost got involved in that project with Commission Every Nation to send a VHS to every home in Texas was going to cost, and this is years ago, as you know. VHS for them listening, by yeah. the way, it's an old, it's an old Blu-ray. Yeah, it's like a giant <laughs> cassette tape that you put. And you're like, well, what's Blu-ray? <laughs> it's before streaming. We had to stick something in a machine. So, yeah, anyway, it was going to cost $60 million. $60 million. That was in the 90s. And so here's my question. Where are those videotapes now? Most of them have football games recorded on them. <laughs> and and how many people... Uh, yeah, but remember, you could actually clip out the tabs that people yeah, couldn't record over but them. you could put tape over those tabs and record oh, over them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, back in the day, you could put tape. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, did that many times. So it didn't change the world, but we're $60 million no. down in the kingdom. So... A couple observations. Yeah, but there were a lot of people who gave a lot of money who felt good about it. Oh, so brutal. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to sound so cynical, but I just, the more I look at these things and, yeah. and everybody, you know, everybody's got the new project of how we're going to reach the world. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know that it's going to happen that way. I, I don't think so either. And yeah, I mean, we've got all these new mediums and stuff, but it's still, it still seems to be one-on-one -on -one relationship. You know, there was an interesting book put out in the 60s, and I, I, it's a video now. You can watch it. It's on Vimeo, in fact, and I would encourage you to. It's really funny. It's called The Gospel Blimp, and the it's about blimp. the gospel blimp. Yeah, it's available on Vimeo, free, and it it was kind of a satire. A guy who wrote satire, uh, early early uh, satire for the church, <laughs> an early Babylon Bee, you might call it, you know? Okay, okay. And he wrote several books satiring the church. And in this one, a, fa a bunch of neighbors decide that they're going to win their neighbors to the Lord, and they're sitting there on their back porch watching an, an unsaved neighbor across the thing. Well, how can we win them to the Lord? About that time, a blimp goes over, and they get the idea, a gospel blimp. So they raise all this money, and they start dropping what they call firebombs from the blimp. It's tracks wrapped up in little red cellophane. <laughs> they clog up this guy's gutter, and he gets mad at him. And then they realize that the blind and kids who can't read can't read the sign on the side of the blimp, so they put speakers on it, and they're raising millions of dollars, and it's this is an amazing <laughs> ministry's launched out of it, and the captain of the, the gospel blimp gets on TV, Christian TV shows, and it's just this amazing ministry. And one of the guys on the board, they have to kick him off because he's, he's just not doing his part. Instead, he's started hanging out with these neighbors, and they actually saw him go to the beach, and they knew in the cooler there was some beer in there, too, and so... Long and short, it's just, it's a whole satire. And the About long them short building is, a bigger and bigger thing when they could yeah. have just walked over to his house. Exactly. And yeah. the, the neighbor finally comes to the Lord. Oh, because of the blimp. He goes, no, actually I spent hours cursing that blimp. <laughs> but 
when my wife was in the hospital, these people came and visited me and they just cared for us. When she was coming home, they cleaned the house. He helped me mow the yard. It's just, uh. they just loved us. And so then in the end of it, the guy goes, well, that's awesome. Hey, I got to go. I got to go trim the hedges at the gospel blimp hanger. And so anyway, it's just like, they didn't learn a thing Wow, from in it. the 60s, they had figured out that we were way off track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So I have a lot of comments on this. Okay. First of all, I, I am concluded that much of Christianity right now is driven by Enneagram 3s who are achievers and they're like bigger, better, faster, right? So well, I wonder how much of what our evangelism tactics are driven by that. And America in general is an Enneagram 3 personality type, which is this kind of achieve, accomplish, check things off the list, yeah. get it done, get it bigger. Bigger is always better. And go bigger, go home. Go bigger, go home. And I wonder if... if Part of part of what's caused us specifically in America, and because we got money, yeah, we're all about the big, and that's how we're going to hit people. And look, I'm never going to discount what Billy Graham did. These big crusades, you yeah. see all these people. You hear so many people that that was their first exposure to Christ. But part of me, part of me, looks at these things and goes, the money that was spent, and and you've always heard this. Well, is a million dollars too much for one person's salvation? Is t- is two million dollars? How much is too much for one person's eternal destiny? I'm like, ay ay ay. That's yeah. I don't even think it's, it's like night in apples to apples comparison. Yeah, exactly. It, but it's I just look at these projects, and I'm gonna I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll call this pro- this podcast stupid Christian projects. But I want to believe the best about these people that are launching these things. But yeah. I just wonder how much of it is ego ambition, but then also how much of it is like God actually seems to bless it, and you go. God, are you not concerned about the $60 million that was spent on VHS tapes that are now at the, in a landfill taking up and doing environmental yeah. damage that are never going to go away? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's that concerned about the environment. Um, I, yeah, I, I would say on the one hand, I don't think God is that worried about the money. I mean, it's like, whatever, you know. I think on the other hand, and, and I think you're right, I think people who dream up these things i really do think they have the best intentions in mind as in the video is this little cute little video they have the best intentions they want to win their neighbors but i think on the lower kind of grassroots level the reason we go for these things not the big visionaries who dream all the things up you know that's who knows whatever their motives are um and i think it's good but but i think on the grassroots level it's just like isn't there some way I can win a person to the Lord without actually having to embarrass myself and put myself in the awkward situation of having to go and talk with them personally about Jesus? Right. And I can have my name on a big project in the process. Well, it doesn't hurt too. And, you know, yeah, that's where I'm like, oh, how much ego is involved in that? Because yeah. I mean, I, I've been that guy. Yeah. Or it's like, you know what we should do? And you're like, well, actually the easier thing would be, yeah, but it doesn't have the massive impact and we don't, we don't have cool pictures of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's that's not true. a cool picture of me talking to my neighbor or whatever. Yeah. It's well, and that, and that requires investment of time. And, yeah. and it's kind of like, I'd rather hit 50 people because maybe one of them will come, you know, odds, let's play the odds here. You know, if right. I just invest in that one neighbor and he's not one and then he doesn't get saved, I've wasted hours and hours of time, wasted, you know, hours and hours yeah. of time. Because again, we're that goal project. It was a success if they get saved. It wasn't a success if we just share the love of Jesus with them and then they don't ever pray the sinner's prayer, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay. So like, I'm, I'm going to be honest about something that frustrates me is these big events we do around Easter, right? The, the, the churches do these Easter egg hunts, they do bike giveaways, everything. And you're like, uh-huh. does anybody actually ever come to the church because of that? Like maybe 1%, but yet you've exhausted your volunteers 
you've spent tens of thousands of dollars. And the crazy thing is people love to give to those things. Yeah, they do. They, oh, they do. great. I'll give $10,000 of that. Like, yeah. Is there actually any tangible ROI on that return on investment? Who knows? But then again, again, you get the classic example. Well, what's too much for one soul? Is yeah. $10,000 too much for one soul? Yeah. And if that didn't work, we'll have another one down the road yeah. too. <laughs> it's a, it's so weird because I'm like, I want to believe motives are pure, but yeah. I, do I want to believe motives are pure? I don't know. Well, you want to believe <laughs> that. But then of course, you know, man's heart is deceitfully wicked. We don't even know our own hearts. My motives aren't even pure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, how am I going to get recognition for this? We always think about it, you know, and, and make sure we've got a photographer hired in the, in the budget <laughs> so we can show people all of the good work we've done in this major project. Yeah. Yeah. That is a little cynical. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Talk me through it here. So, for, I guess God doesn't seem too concerned about the money. No, you know, and I think about that. You know, we find out in the scripture that his own financier, his own bookkeeper, was stealing from the purse. Judas was stealing, and he knew it. He must have known it. Jesus knew it. He had to have known it, and he never even confronted him on it. And he never even said, hey, Peter, why don't we let, or hey, Judas, why don't we let Peter keep the purse for a while? I mean, he could have just taken it away without confronting him. He just let him do it. Right. Man, that blows me away. Or done an, we've hired an external auditing company. Yeah, exactly. To, uh, <laughs> so then Jesus didn't have to confront Judas. He's like, we, yeah. the CPA will do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there was the, he tells the parable about the, uh, the manager who, you know, stole from his boss and said, hey, you just pay me this amount. And Jesus kind of. He says he was shrewd, right? Yeah. he. I mean, obviously he's not endorsing that kind of behavior, but he says he was kind of shrewd. Yeah. Isn't that the one where he says, he's like the the the, the sons of like- The sons, yeah. The, the sons, sons of the of world, world are, are, are way smarter than Christians when it comes to this. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's my very loose translation, yeah. but yeah. So yeah. he's not endorsing it, but a guy a guy who managed another guy's money, he, he was going to be fired. And so he went to all the people who owed money and he says, well, hey, just pay off half the debt and I'll credit it all as full. So that when he got fired, he would have all these buddies he could go to who kind of owed him a favor. And Jesus, I, I don't think he's certainly not endorsing that, but he said, this guy was pretty sure. <laughs> it's like he was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And he's saying to us, be, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Which that's, that's an interesting thing too, because I think one of the challenges that we have in America is we do have too much money. And one of the things I've found is yeah. when you've got too much money, you've got a lot of room to do dumb stuff. Yeah. I'll never forget a place I was in Latin America and I went, I was walking this property and I'm walking there like, there's these giant silos. I'm like, wow, what are those for? Oh, that was a grain project we did that, <laughs> but we found out that there's this certain kind of mite here that eats the grain when you store it. So we've had to abandon that. I'm like, that's like $200,000 worth of silos over there. We go down to the river and there's like all these concrete everywhere. I'm like, what, what was this? Oh, it was a trout project. We we're going to raise trout. So we built these dams and we built all these trouts, but we didn't realize that every year when the snows melt, it floods it and destroys the thing. So we lost all of our trout. I'm like, that's like $100,000 worth. Then we go to the studies. It's a pig farm, right? What's this? It's completely empty, brand new, immaculate buildings. Oh, it's a pig farm, but we didn't know that um, you have to vaccinate them against this certain thing or they all die. <laughs> so our first flock of pigs all died. So we gave up on this project. And I'm like, I'm walking around. At, there's this like yeah. humongous avocado farm. And I'm like, wow, all these avocados. Yeah, but they're no good at this altitude because uh, they don't ripen correctly. And so like, did anybody do any research on anything here but then you found this it, is the research yeah <laughs> you find out it was funded by this guy in the u.s who had yeah. deep 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 pockets and anything he thought would be a cool idea they'd go do it no research and you go yeah. millions of dollars down the drain that could have been used for kingdom resources and yet 
Yeah. God doesn't seem to be. He, he doesn't seem to be too worried about it. I don't know. I don't get that, you know. Um, and, and they probably did chalk that up as research. We did do the research. Here's what's left of it. There's 42 <laughs> acres of avocados. 42 acres of research. Mature avocado trees that will never produce avocados. Yes. So I think, you know, it, it is sometimes hard to confuse excitement. You're talking about the three Enneagram. It's sometimes difficult to s- separate excitement from really God inspiration. Yeah. You know, and again, I've seen the same thing. When you have the resources and the money, you can afford to do stupid things and typically will. When you're really, and I think that's one of the reasons that God kind of keeps many of us on a shoestring is we have to stay in touch with him. He'll give us what we need when we need it, but we we have to stay in touch with him because I don't have, I, I can't afford to make a mistake here. Right, like I, right. I don't have $10 million to, to produce a Jesus film or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so if it fails, I, I got to, I'm, I got to make sure I hear from the Lord first time. Desperation. So, so help me with my cynicism. How do I keep my heart pure when I see somebody doing a big project for Jesus in air quotes there and, and go, well, God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and maybe it's my jealousy. I want to do a big project for that, Jesus. I don't know. My a, heart is deceitfully wicked. Who knows what it is? I just found I could have a tremendous amount of peace when I learned a little secret. I don't have to have an opinion on everything. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't know. Well, yeah, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, but don't you think they should? I don't know. It's not up to me. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to get judged on what they're doing unless I begin to judge what they're doing. Then all of a sudden I have an accountability to God for my judgment, mm. not for what they're doing. So it's just a whole lot easier to go, hmm, beats me. I don't know. I don't have an opinion. And, who knows or if I have one and, and who knows? I mean, it. we may get to the other side of space time continuum, get to eternity and him go, man, that Jesus film, you have no clue how much that rocked <laughs> yeah, the kingdom. You bet. I appreciated the fact <laughs> that you sent my life story to everybody in Texas on VHS. I guess that's it. It's just don't judge anything before the time. Yeah. And, oh, it's that verse two. It says, don't judge another man's servant. Each one yeah. rises or falls before God. Maybe what God was doing in that person's heart who spent the $60 million is exactly what God needed to do in them to get them where he wanted them to go. Yeah, it is quite possible that the donors needed to give that. It was the thing that broke them of their grip on materialism. And it had nothing to do with the film because God's oftentimes working behind the scenes, doing things that we don't even know about. Yeah, that's, what is that? That's that verse, don't, it says, don't judge another man's servant, right? I think it's Romans 4 or 14, somewhere in there. Yeah, here it is. Uh, basically, we're saying, like, if somebody is feels like they're serving the Lord to the best of their ability... Uh, yeah, here it says, <clears throat> who are you to judge the servant of another before his own master? He stands approved or falls out of favor. And he who serves the master, the Lord will stand for the Lord is able to make like him that. stand. He will stand because God is able. So we all make stupid mistakes. We all do dumb things in the some name of us, Jesus for yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Some of us just have more money to do big, dumb things. And some <laughs> of us are poor and we do small, dumb things, but we all do dumb things and we will stand because God is able. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson. <laughs>